0: And right now, our listeners get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Get 50% off right now at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks.
1: Welcome to Shrink Chicks. I'm Emily Beerley, and I'm Jennifer Chakin and we're licensed marriage and family therapists and owners of the Therapy Group. We're on a mission to make therapy and
0: therapeutic topics more relatable and accessible. So stay tuned, because in order to grow yourself, you got to know yourself.
2: Hey, I'm and Jen. Welcome to Shrink Chicks. <laughs>
1: How did it feel, first of all? I've
2: been waiting for this moment for a long time. <laughs> Thank you for having us today. Thank you. Thank you for, having me. <laughs> Thank you for the honor.
0: Okay, Honestly. um first for the audience, introduce yourself. Our wonderful host and moderator today of Shrink Chicks, the
2: hostess with the mostest. Of course, I'm Flada Roltenberg. I am a therapist here at the
0: therapy group, <laughs> best place to be, and the host of today's episode host. of Shrink Chicks podcast. <laughs> Another shrink chick. Another shrink chick. Okay. So a a few months ago, you had this cool idea.
2: Yeah. I get a lot of these like crazy ideas. And for some reason I decided to reach out with it. And you guys were like, yeah, absolutely. And I'm like, oh shit (laughs) happening now. (laughs) It's like not what I expected you to say. What did you expect for us to be like, no, that's terrible. I'm not sure. I think that I personally had all of these questions and I just assumed that your listeners for sure do as well. And so I thought it would be brilliant to interview you on just all the things that we're thinking. You know? I love it. I love yeah, that. I we're, we,
0: we're here for
2: it. So, so
0: excited! today's episode of Struck Chicks, ask us anything. You're ask up. Ask you anything. Okay. So
2: these are, this is a mixture of questions I came up with plus listener questions. So we're just going to dive in. Let's okay? do it. We're going to dive in deep. And then I think go a little shallow, you Let's know, do it. we're yeah. into it. What is one thing people would be surprised to learn about you?
1: Okay. And also we got these questions beforehand and I forgot to think about them. I didn't look at them. I didn't open it. I think oh. it's
0: more fun oh. when I don't oh. prep.
1: Well, okay, yeah, yeah, we did not prep for this. Um, and the thing that makes this hard is that I think that because of the podcast, we've had to share so much about yeah. ourselves. Mine
0: is that I'm really sensitive. Oh, you think people would be surprised? By yeah, that? I think I come off pretty fucking tough and i and i am there's a lot of parts of me that are very tough and a lot of parts of me that are very sensitive and soft as well Mm,
1: i think sometimes like the tough the people who come off the toughest are 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 more sensitive it's
0: almost like we develop skills to handle that
1: wow so that would be mine i don't know what's surprising about me (laughs) i
0: pretended i was a dog when i was like five years old you did you did have a dog face
1: but I don't know if that's
0: surprising. <laughs> surprising about you. I put it all out on the table. I think people don't see your angry side. Oh, yeah.
1: But like is that surprising that like humans get angry? No,
0: but I mean but for you. But when it's
1: but when I do get angry, <laughs>
0: Yeah, you're tough. It's scary.
2: I'm surprised to hear that.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: I think it's like when you're not used to someone getting angry and they do, you're like, oh shit.
0: Like like you'll go into like
1: destroy mode. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh Oh, yeah. Throw shit? No. No, I don't throw shit, but I'm just like, it's
0: it all comes out. Yeah. 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 You have a tipping point and then you're fucking done. Oh
1: yeah. I do. But it's I have a long, a long. Fuse. thank you. I was like fire. There's something about fire. Couldn't figure it out. But yeah, I think that's what it is.
2: And also disclaimer, if you've been, if someone's been listening to the show forever, I'm sure a lot of these things might not be surprising. So exactly. But that one might. (laughs) (laughs) That one might. What is your motto for life? Like a quote or a mantra Mm -hmm. or something you live by if you have one at all?
0: Mine is right. There's that really great saying, if not me then who and if not now then
1: when whoa and that is mine whoa
0: okay that's I'm my like that. mind to live by life
1: you know what i really like about that what just like you that means you take like so much responsibility for things
0: i take a lot of responsibility for things. you do I take, i'm you very do. serious i'm a serious lady
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay i think i think mine is that this will not last forever Like that's something I think that's been really helpful in so many ways of like, I think I talked about this on one of the episodes of like, if I'm struggling with something that I'm going to get through it. And also if things are really good to appreciate the fact that they're really good, because that will not last forever. Mm
2: -hmm. So
1: that's, I think, something that's been really helpful for me.
2: I love that.
1: Yeah, that's a good one.
2: Those are both really good ones. They're good. When in your life did you know you wanted to be a therapist? And what do you think influenced this decision?
1: Okay. I want to say really early, like really early. I like being a peacekeeper was almost like my role in my family. So I think it just felt really natural. And I had friends. It always felt really good to be the one that like people came to with things. I don't think I knew that I wanted, you know, of course, there's a lot of a lot of shit that led into that, of like, being the savior, like, I was told that I was too sensitive. And so it was easier to focus on other people's emotions rather than my own. And so I was giving to other people the thing that I wasn't given. And I think that that in and of itself fulfilled me in a lot of ways. So I think that role felt really natural. When did I, I made the decision I was told I would never be successful as a therapist. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> by who? You know, by my mom. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was more, you know, it's her own insecurities sure. about. And so, so I went into the business world and was so unhappy and realized it was so not for me. And so it drove me into being like whatever fuck it like I'm gonna figure this out I'll see if I'm successful in this and turns out it was the best decision I've ever made but I had to go through you know realizing what I really didn't want to do in order to figure out what I wanted to do
0: that was a good answer
2: yeah what does mom think now
1: she's still (laughs) struggling with herself and so times you know it still comes out that
0: they still think it's gonna fall apart
1: Yeah, I think there's still there's always like a thread of like anxiety in my family. And so that that's always there. But once again, I'm able to separate out that that is not personal to me. She's very proud of me. And at the same time, there's still anxiety there. So yeah, but once again, I'm able to not internalize that like I maybe used to when I was younger.
0: Yeah, I just knew I didn't want to be a teacher. And that's what I went to school. (laughs) You did? I didn't know that. Yeah. I was just like, oh, I know I definitely fucking can't do this. So then uh, I feel like I didn't know I actually want to be a therapist until probably a year into grad school. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was like, okay, all right, I do actually like this. Like, <laughs> oh you I, were already I, in I, grad th- school. <laughs> <laughs> like I was like I think this is what I do my mom's a therapist so I was always like right. I'm not going to be a therapist like my mom yeah, I'm going to be a teacher and then I was like oh no I'm never going to do this mm-hmm. um and so I think that until I sat in the room with my first client that's what I think that I like really actually knew
2: interesting
0: okay. yeah uh huh Okay. I didn't, didn't know that.
2: Yeah. So <laughs> nothing really influenced you specifically in childhood. You just kind of.
0: I mean, I think we out. both had really shitty experiences in therapy and we're both uh, spiteful bees that are <laughs> bees that are like, we could do this better. Like, I think for both yeah. of us, yeah. that's what we really had conversations, at least about the type of therapist we wanted to be. Yeah. And who we wanted yeah. to be in the room.
1: And I think for yeah. both of us, like therapy, I therapy was very much encouraged in my family. And obviously your mom was a therapist. So, uh, you know, we've both gone to multiple therapists in different capacities. And the thing that I found really challenging with a lot of them was that like, they were so walled off and Mm. clinical and it was just, I, I remember saying to one of my therapists in college, like, I feel like I don't know you at all. And that's really hard for me to be able to connect to you. And she was a psychodynamic therapist. So she was once again like, what does that mean for you? You know, like there was no self of the therapist putting herself in in the room at all. So that was really hard. And so when I learned about being a therapist and kind of realized that we can make it our own, that was pretty transformative in a lot of ways for us, for me, I assume for us. I don't want to speak for you, but we spent a lot of time together. So I feel like you can speak for me. And okay, thank you. Uh-huh. Um, and for I think as we built the therapy group. it was very transformative.
2: It's really nice coming into a setting like this and also feeling like, okay, I can shed what I've learned and it doesn't have to be that way. Like our first interview together, I think five seconds went by before Emily was like swearing. And I was like, oh my God, (laughs) amazing. I can just breathe for a second. Like this is where I'm comfortable. (laughs) Yeah. Just being a person and not all like stuffy like a lot of therapists are.
1: I hate to turn this around on you, but I have a question. Like, has that
2: helped you in your like clinical work? The Yes. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Because there is this part of it that we are people. And I think a lot of people put therapists on this pedestal and and that can be really challenging for both therapists and client where I'm just helping, this is collaborative. Like I have by no means, am an expert on your life. I'm just not, you Know it was just helpful that I'm allowed to make mistakes, I'm allowed to be human, I don't have to know everything, and I could still show up and do my best. Ah, oh, so beautifully said. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm not gonna cry today, okay? It's not gonna happen. You can
1: if you want to, this is a you know open space for you, it's open space. Sure, but <laughs> I just I have mascara on, yeah, yeah, yeah fair. <laughs>
2: In addition to that question, did you ever want to quit being a therapist while you're studying to be one? While well, I was studying, probably.
0: Or it may be in your career, like in the beginning stages. I think that there was a lot of times that I wondered, is this sustainable? Mm. And that was because I, as a clinician, for any clinician listening, was not charging enough and was not setting enough boundaries and was working too late. And so I think the th- the the times that I have like really battled with that has been the times where I have been burnt out myself, right? And it makes everything yeah. else harder. I would say that's the only thing is that there are certain parts People really expect therapists to do this for free, right? Like, I've heard people be like, oh, like people charge too much. And like, you know, you should just do this because you like love it. Like, why do you charge for it? But like, oh, wait a second, you can love your job and you still should be getting fucking paid for it. And so I think that there has been something that we really work with, especially with our clinicians about like, you should get paid for your time. You work really hard to do this and you think about your clients all the time and you read about them and you do extra studying outside. And, and there, like, you
1: take on a lot of the um, kind of emotions yeah. around it too. Like in that, to be able to separate that emotionally, and I think you know, to <laughs> piggyback off of them, <laughs> <laughs> that when you're newer and you're still learning a lot, it's easy to feel like really insecure in the room, or it's easy to. Not set boundaries because you really care about people, and or to see clients really, really late because you you really care about the work, you're really invested in it, but it can really take a toll emotionally on you without the ability to set boundaries and the ability to have balance in your life. And so, I don't know if I ever thought about quitting, but yeah, it was kind yeah. of like, is this is what we're doing right now sustainable? And I think that that leads to a bigger conversation of you are allowed to make changes in your practice and the way in which you're practicing over mm-hmm. time. Yeah, Um, that you don't just have to stay in one place. You are allowed to change your hours. You are allowed as your family changes, as your lifestyle changes, you are allowed to make those changes. And I think that that's really important to remember that you don't have to stay in one place as a clinician. You could change your specialty. Right. You can like study different things. You can that there's so many ways that you can change and evolve as a therapist. And I don't think you fully know that until you've been in it for a longer time because you think that this is just how it's always going to be, but it absolutely changes. And so I guess just allowing ourselves to grow and evolve has been really helpful in the ability to, to sustain it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've talked about this before, but this is a very difficult job when you're having a personal hard time. It's not, you can't just show <laughs> up and do some paperwork and get paid. You have to be really present and work on yourself. Yes, I feel like tenfold in order to even show up for someone else. Yep. Totally. So it can be really difficult. And this idea that therapists don't have any struggles is insane. <laughs> and <laughs> not to true. think. Right. Not uh, true. Not true at all. But I remember thinking that when I was yep. younger and starting therapy, like thinking that my therapist had it all together and I don't know. I'll Probably yeah. not. But no. no,
1: there's no. no chance. No, no chance. Right. And so, no and I think that a lot of that comes down to like how we, you know, on top of that, we have, we have to put a lot of work into taking care of ourselves outside of the room so that we're able to function. And like, sometimes that's really hard. Like it yeah. really, you have to put a lot of work into that too. Yeah. So,
2: and you know, it, we deal with shit all the time. Life yeah. is challenging. Do you think since COVID it has evolved in a different, like, how do you think, mental health therapy, just the space in general has evolved in any kind of way since COVID?
0: So I think that there was a trend switch even prior to COVID, especially with like Gen Z and millennials becoming very open about therapy. I think COVID made it so much more accessible, right? That like all of a sudden, like it was one, everyone was talking about going to therapy. We had all of a sudden some businesses that were paying for people to go to therapy, companies bringing therapists in. But we had a massive increase in like TikTok therapists and Instagram therapists. And for better or for worse, it's out there. And so I think the trend was already happening before. I think it's continued since COVID. I hope it keeps going. I hope that this is so normalized now. I think for individuals it is. I don't think it's there for couples. I think there's still a lot of shame and stigma with couples therapy. Um, But there's definitely been an increase. I mean, we have the data to prove it. Yeah. And I think it's just it's talked about more,
1: right? That like it's as we're talking about it, more people are feeling more comfortable, open. And because COVID was this like global thing that we had to deal with and it was so widespread, it's like everyone was going through it in different ways. So it became so much more normalized. To be able to say like, yeah, I'm really depressed. I'm really isolated. I'm really struggling. I'm whereas before with the stigma around therapy, like everyone might have been feeling that way in different ways, but didn't feel as comfortable talking about it.
2: Yeah. Gave everyone a reason to say, yeah, I'm not doing well. Absolutely. Some people really thrive gardening (laughs) and cooking. All right. They probably didn't have kids. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, They got hot. Hobbies. What do you think is the biggest misconception people have about therapy?
0: Uh, That it's going to feel good all the time?
2: Mm. That it's
1: like a quick fix. Like the thing I'm thinking about is it's going to take away your anxiety or it's going (laughs) to take away your depression.
0: Yeah. It's going to help you cope, but it's not going to, it's not going to take these things away. uh, Yeah. I think people think it's going to, you're going to leave feeling good every session that you're never going to have any emotions towards your therapist. It's a normal part of therapy to get mad at your therapist or get frustrated with them or to feel stuck. You know what I mean? Or have like, like hit a, a rut. Yeah, anything come up around that. Um, it's a very real relationship. And I think also, yeah, the fact I wouldn't say generationally where this generation is like really patient, right? So like <laughs> sometimes it takes years. Yeah. yeah. People and hate patient, to hear that. I think a lot of people
2: don't like hearing that.
1: They don't. Yeah, because I think you know, there's this idea of like, oh my god, I'm gonna have to go to therapy for years. But like, really, you know, and maybe this. Wait,
0: you'd work on your physical fitness for years though. A
1: hundred percent, but you don't think about it like that, right? Like you don't think about, oh, I have to. I mean, actually, I think about like that. I'm like,
0: that sounds. (laughs) Yeah, sounds rough. Don't you think that if you were someone was like, you got to work out every week, I'd be like. I can't, I can't do that, but I could give you once a month. That sounds, Uh sounds that's what I could give you. A lot, right? Yeah. And it feels, it can feel
1: daunting when you think about it like that, but also like once a week, every other week, you know, it ends up being, you know, it goes by pretty quick. Like I can't, even when I think about when I first started going to my therapist, like it flew by. You know, so it it's I think the idea of it is really daunting, but it takes time and it take it also takes time for you to start to build a relationship with your therapist that it's yeah. not going to be easy day one to go and talk to this person that you've never talked to before, be able to, like, spill everything you feel shame about, have struggled with trauma. It's, and so we always talk about how important the therapeutic relationship is. And so sometimes it just takes time to feel comfortable enough with your therapist to be able to talk about some of those things, too. It's like dating. Sometimes it's like it's just dating. Not a
2: vibe. Yeah, exactly. Like it's not a, fit. Not yes, a okay. vibe. Exactly.
1: And that's okay. And it's not yeah. personal to the therapist.
2: No, but I right? can see how, from the client's perspective, it is very daunting and risky. Of like, well, what if we don't connect? Then I have to start all over. Yeah, totally. So we get that piece, but we also, what's the alternative? You know? Right. Yeah. If you weren't a therapist, what career do you think you'd be in? We ask this question when we interview Oh, people. yeah, do you, this is
0: part of our interview process now? No. Okay, yeah. so oh. you get to a second round interview. Here's here's the secret. Now, if anyone's ever applying, listening it to is, this, you get to the second round's interview, one of the questions we ask is what would you be if you weren't a therapist? Wait, I think you asked that. Do we oh, ask I, think, it to you? I think we probably did. It's it's our favorite question. So, <laughs> oh, sometimes wow. we get hilarious ones. Yeah. There's been some really wonderful some ones. Some really good ones. But our answers would be interior designers. Yeah, we love interior decorating. Huh. Obviously. We've talked about this before. Yeah, right. Right, right. oh, you have. Okay, okay. Yeah. If we were to be therapists, I, I would. I we would make therapy offices. Oh God, we'd love doing that. But
2: like
1: staging. We've also just gotten, you know, because we've built so many offices at this point, it's like become so much more natural mm-hmm. to us, and we have like a similar style. So we always say like we wish we could decorate our houses like this, but like our husbands wouldn't go
2: for it.
0: <laughs> it's a little too feminine. A little for too little feminine. To I love back. that. And it's all that,
2: very warm and inviting and comfortable. Mm-hmm. And people always say something about the office and a space. And I think it just adds to the overall feeling you get when you walk in somewhere that could be really scary. Yeah. So I think it's an important component for sure.
0: And that's I mean, how we felt. Also, like yeah. I don't know about you, but I've personally walked in therapy offices before that I'm like, <laughs> yeah. what is this? Yeah, place? like I saw Ooh. there was
1: one. I forget if this was it was somewhere, but there was like a clown picture on the wall.
0: Wait, I'm sorry. That was an office that I used in grad school. Yes, that's what it was. I know exactly. I know. There was a word. Uh, maybe that's what? why. Didn't you just talk about how you hate clowns? Maybe what? that's part of it. Wait, Millie, well, my daughter, Millie was talking about to you. That's what it was on the phone yes. the other day. Wait, why a clown? Just, okay. Why like does why? A person have a clown or why is my child scared of clowns? I can answer both questions. No, why was <laughs>
2: I can see why Millie is scared of a clown, but why was it in the therapy office? I is don't. Her
1: we're not sure. Great fucking
2: question.
0: <laughs> was it like, we, a actually, we can't, can't answer grad, that question. We're when not grad sure. School, right? You just got like assigned to whatever room you were in to do like your <laughs> clinical experience. And the room I was assigned to, the person had a no, bunch of really clown, for you. The clown <laughs> pictures and clown um, statues in their office. And like, how can clients feel comfortable coming into that?
1: That's my question. <laughs> I do not know. Like you could be the best therapist in the world if there are clown pictures all over the it's therapy weird. office. Like that will it's haunt weird. me. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's weird. Aha, uh-huh, clowns. Yeah. Aha, <laughs> that, that uh-huh, clowns. Mm-hmm. So interesting. Yep. Okay. Moving on. What has been the most difficult part of running the therapy
0: group from the
2: business perspective?
0: You want to answer the real answer or you want to lie? <laughs> I'll do the real answer um, managing people.
2: Managing. Oh.
1: I think, uh, and I'll tell you, I, I have to say, first in of all, in my timesheets, I time am <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that That's me. Like, <laughs> I, I hope you're having a good.
2: I write, I write. I write the nine... <laughs> five people on your timesheet again. People are terrified
1: of my Monday text messages. Monday, I try to make them so nice. You're so nice. I'm you're like, I'm so nice. Up.
2: You don't have to be as nice I'm like, as you are. I, I but, but I am. You like know you fucked up when you get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. like, yeah. I, I hope you on. had.
1: I started with, I hope you had the most amazing weekend, and then I'm like, mm, there's an issue in your timesheet. <laughs> but honestly, I I think managing is getting easier. Yeah. it's it's not.
0: We weren't trained for that. We
1: weren't trained and we haven't, we haven't done this before. We didn't go to business
0: school. We have no idea. Yeah, so that's, that's,
1: I think, I think that there's growing pains at every point as the business grows. I don't think it stays. This is kind of like my motto, right? Like it doesn't stay the same. I think that, you know, managing people is not something that we are comfortable with. We don't like right. micromanaging. Yeah. We are very much like we want everyone to feel like they have autonomy in their work. But then sometimes you have to. We have to. You have to manage. Yeah, and so. Right. Yeah.
0: There's other choices you don't get. Yeah. And like as therapists, you don't really have to do that. You're just like, ah, oh, you take the right. Yeah. So, and I so
1: it's I think it's just, it's just been a huge learning process for us, I would say. Yeah. yeah,
2: I can imagine. You guys yeah. do a great job. Thank you. <laughs> I'm being Thanks. serious. Thank you. That means a lot. It really does. Like sometimes it feels t- I'm like, I want to, I need like more, tell me what to do, but I also appreciate being trusted that like I am an adult. I know what I'm doing and I am left yeah. to make decisions that I'm capable of making.
1: And that's kind of how we feel. Uh-huh. I think also we hated that. Like yeah. we hate being micromanaged. That's really hard for us. So we would never want to do that to other people. We really believe like, you know, that being a therapist is a calling, right? Like everyone's in this job and everyone's at the therapy group, you know, from people we hired because they really believe in the work that they do. And so we trust you guys, you know, we trust you to do that work and we're here for support if you need us. But yeah, I think that's part of it too, is that like, that does not feel like a comfortable role for us. No,
0: no. Is there anything else? That feels hard. Um, I mean, the other thing is, like, the amount of time people have said, like, questioned if we're the owners or not, because we're young women. Yeah. Like, we've had a lo- we have a lot of issues. Like, with, like if we, sexism. like,
1: like, dealing with outside. Um, a landlord, a contractor. People yeah. are
0: shocked when we sign the checks. Shocked. Ugh. Like someone like like in our right. We (laughs) have this new like location right in-house, right? And the contractor like said I was working with the contractor. Like we were directly working months. We're the only people he knows. Text messages, everything and he says to Jen, Well, do you have to get this approved by someone? I was like, Who? And he, he was like, Aaron. Aaron who is my husband who we say is the facilities manager because we've had And sex. I was like Aaron because yes <laughs> I was like we own it. What are you and, talking about? Oh so so yeah God. it's very common
1: and we get comments all the time of like <laughs> how like surprising it is which like doesn't really doesn't really hurt. No.
0: But it's kind of like It's just interesting. It's interesting. Are yeah. So shocked now. Yeah. Right? Yes. Like when we were first opening this like I kind of get it like we were so, so young, young but it is interesting that you'll be writing people checks and they still don't believe that we're yeah. the ones signing them
2: So is it mostly men yes or women? yeah oh, okay. men. No, well, that's not
0: shocking <laughs> yeah yeah of
2: course <laughs> <laughs> they're all fine it's always middle
0: to older men I think older I think men. something yeah. we also
1: had to learn is like you know we're we very much are ourselves as professionals right like we don't Put on a front. We don't try to be anyone that we're not. And I think that, like, when you're dealing with other businesses or other, like, we are very much just us. And
0: I think that throws people off. A Wait, did little we, on the podcast, did we talk about that when I got in trouble or when I got yelled at? Oh, no. I don't think we talked about that. Can I tell my story? Please. Okay. So here is an example. I don't think we talked about that. Of it. one of the harder I things. Yeah. I don't know, and Nikki's saying no. Okay. So <laughs> she's the only one who she, actually listens and to remembers this. our um, podcast. I'm like, Nikki? Okay, so a few months ago, right, we're like going through all the stuff. I mean, we have thrown down a ton of money into this project. We're the ones on the floor for everything, whatever. It was a stressful time, stressful in our time. lives. But like, we own this business. We've done this before. We've opened other offices. I sent this email introducing ourselves to somebody we needed to be on good terms with. Right? It was the nice. I just said, "It's email. so nice to meet you." We are in the business of relationships, and I hope that this relationship ends up like, you know what I mean? Like, I'd love to have us a working relationship. And if we ever do anything that doesn't work, please let us know. This is what our job is. This is what's important to us. Like, whatever. Like, I just send this email being like, there's nothing we couldn't talk through, no matter what happens in this situation, right? Someone else who's CC'd on the email, who is not directly involved in this, just happened to be on this email thread, calls me on the phone one minute later and says, I now I can't remember what she says. I was. So she honest. said like she I, is not your friend. She's like I just want to be straight with you. Make sure you understand something. She, I think she said girl to girl. She said that person so and so is not your friend. You are too friendly in your emails. This is a professional relationship, and so that's the background, right? So she's like yelling. She's on the phone with me, yelling at me. And, and at first, I'm like, wait, did some? I'm, I'm like, did I she, send you a different email? I'm like, I'm like did I fucking like like. And she text you talking shit or something I you see, know like, like this email was it so was so weird nothing. and it she called so, like call-
2: professional right that was her argument exactly. and her
0: calling then screaming at me on the phone and she's telling me I'm not professional. and Emily called me and she was like is there
1: she was like I just need to like reality check this did I do something wrong and I'm like no and you're like, with your brother and I was with my and brother like- and sister-in-law and they're like that's ridiculous so it's I think that that's a piece of it too, is like being, once again, it's a learning curve. We, as we get bigger, we are in connection with other businesses and
0: having, you know, different kinds of communication. And so we had a woman say to us once, probably about two years ago now, the way that you conduct yourselves, you are never going to have a successful business. Good luck with everything. Your business is going to fall apart. (laughs) (laughs) That makes me so mad. Like see, but like, it didn't. Like that. No,
2: but it, it also, didn't, bitch. Where are you now? She
0: but, it, but also, in, in some ways, it makes me really sad for that person, right? Because, like, they never got to be themselves at work. Yeah. Yes. 100%. Right. Like, if you think that this is completely unsustainable for us to do it this way, tells me that you never for a day in your life has been able to breathe at your job. And honestly, I just feel really sad for you about that.
1: Yeah. Because another thing we've learned a lot is like the only way to make this sustainable for us and hopefully for you guys is to be able to be fully yourselves, right? To be able to feel like you can be yourselves and you can bring yourselves to the table and you can have real conversations. And I think breaking down that like very professional wall in business and for you guys to do that with your clients is like, we just want to emulate that everywhere. And so navigating that in the business world, I think has been another challenge that we've had to, to figure out and be able to say like, That's their issue if they struggle with the way in which we communicate. That's about them. That's about them never getting the space to be able to do that. And we can still hold on to ourselves and our values in everything
2: that we do. Absolutely. It just baffles me that people take it from one step that's in their mind to reach out and tell you what they're thinking. It
0: really
1: is triggering. People love
0: love giving you unsolicited advice when you (laughs) own a business as a woman. And one of the things that we have repeatedly said, all of these little things that have happened to us, every time we say, now would this, and every time I say to my husband, I say, would this ever happen to you? And every time he says, no effing way would I ever receive that email. No effing way would I ever receive that phone call. It's so frustrating because women do everything. I mean,
2: (laughs) let's be honest. Like we are better at a lot and <laughs> just don't get credit for it right yeah but also don't like the way we do it I think that's why this business is so successful is because you guys are the same way on camera off camera in session out of session with your friends but there's just no questioning how you feel or what you think yeah I think people appreciate that yeah. I appreciate that. Oh, right, right now. So. That's so nice. <laughs> this really okay. nice. This is really nice. This is really nice. Having a good time. It's very hot <laughs> near this <that time. laughs> morning. <laughs>
0: but I'm going to just show it, okay? Wait. Yeah, so good. Oh, good. I love it. Oh. That, Wait, yeah, the, that's fine. The particular office you're in gets very hot. It's all, all the Sunday. You want to be windows. my office. Yeah. yeah. It's very hot. I'm sweating.
2: the long-term objective of the therapy group and shrink check so it might be like a two-parter if they're different it's a great question (laughs) can you tell us yeah I'm gonna (laughs)
1: okay I'm gonna be honest we've never had a goal had a goal in throughout the almost nine years running this practice there was no point where we said we want to own a practice as big as it is now so, what we've done. I still say I don't want to own yeah, yes.
0: it. Every month, I'm like, can we just bring it together? So, what we've done
1: is just like read the practice and like how it's growing, and we've just grown with it. And so,
0: we, we want it to serve people in whatever way it needs to serve people. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And so, we don't have an objective other than. We know that we can figure it out as we go along. That's what we've done this whole time. And so we've never sat down and be like, I want to grow this practice to this amount or I want to expand to this state. We've kind of just like read what was coming in, what people needed and have hired accordingly, have adjusted accordingly. And so I think that's something that
0: we've tried to do. I think shrink chicks is to make therapy relatable no matter what right to like never use psychobabble to explain terms to people to make it relatable way and the other function of shrink chicks is obviously to market for the therapy group sure right like they're yeah. like we like there's ads on it but like i can promise you we make kibbles <laughs> and fucking bits we make like oh, fucking no money from exactly. the actual podcast well, um, Ads are fun to do though yes <laughs> jen and her sex voice my
2: sex I'll live for those ads so I'm so glad to hear that they're also
0: entertaining. Yeah. So, but String Chicks is to make therapy relatable and also to market for the therapy yeah. group. It's never been to like have a gajillion listeners or to yeah, make all this or, money yeah. from it. Like, you know, like it's never going to be like the main thing. It is a sect of the therapy group. Yeah.
2: What is each of your individual objectives for life? What is your goal in doing what you do each day?
0: We talk about this a lot. Yeah. I think. Yeah. We still have nothing. Jen's you, is to eat out every night. I, <laughs> I was just going to say, when you said that, honestly, I'm like, yeah. Is that not the greatest it goal is. ever?
2: That's the only thing Jen ever. wants to eat out. So I want yeah. um, no, yeah, yeah. to, to eat
1: out every night. Every meal. No, your goal is I want to be able to eat out every meal. I want to be able to eat out every meal. No, but I think like from like a balanced perspective, I want to be able to have time for myself and balance the business at the same time. Right now, I think I have a bit of a work addiction <laughs> that I'm trying to break. And I'm so because I just like focus a lot. I've actually this week I've been pretty You've
0: good, been so good. <laughs> I just haven't done
1: much. Yeah. <laughs> that,
0: sometimes you need those weeks.
1: You do. Yeah. Um. So I think just having more balance, like being able to feel more balanced, less anxiety around business stuff. I don't know what that means or what that looks like, but think being able to have more balance in general, more time for my family.
0: I mean, I think I was put on this planet to to be Millie's mom. That's oh nice. Like she, if she has a good life, that's good for me. Like I oh. feel very like, I think that was like something that came, I always knew what I was doing in work and I didn't really know why I was becoming a parent. And then when I really started to understand the point of being a th- parent for me was to raise good humans and um to do that so i feel very much like that's a really important role for me i would just love for therapists to come here and to work here and to and leave toxic environments yeah there are too many really bad places that burn out clinicians and so like for me like i really do feel like a big part of like my personal journey is to like save the therapist, <laughs> save all the therapists. Save no, the like therapist.
1: have that, like to have a community of therapists that feel once again, like they can be themselves. They get, they have balance in their lives. Like I want that to translate to all of our therapists, like in our, in the Philly office that we just opened up, you know, we are trying to emulate what we have in Westchester because Westchester is such community. We have a, we have a therapist lounge and we're be, building that in Philly too. So I think that like, Allowing therapists to have that space, be able to do good work, feel really good in what they do, feel like they can be themselves and come and like just feel really amazing in what they're doing, and not burn out. Not burn out is yeah. really important to us.
2: I love
0: that. I'll, I'll cry about what you said about Millie. <laughs> oh, that is how it's, I feel. Yeah, it's so I know. It's, it's amazing. amazing. I mean, you're Wait, a mom. You know, it's like know. you're just so obsessed with them. It's so hard, and you're so obsessed so at the same hard. time. Yeah, it's a very conflicting feeling at times. It is.
2: How did you, so I want to ask you this, because I know your mom was a therapist. Can you share things that you would do different or parts that you would keep the same
0: in your experience with having a parent that's a therapist and now being a mom? I think that, one, the way my mom was trained to be a therapist is very different of who I am as a therapist, right? My mom's a psychologist and did a lot of testing. And so, like, one of the things my mom would do growing up was, like, if I had an issue with someone, she would say, what's your part in it? Which, like, I love for adults, but I don't love for children. Yeah, sure. So, like, my first thing I'm going to do for Millie always is, like, I'm on her fucking team, no matter what. I do not care. I will. And you're like this as a mom, too. Like, Mm -hmm. I will. I will beat a bitch. Like, I will fuck (laughs) a kid up. (laughs) Like, Like, I am going to have Millie's back first. Yeah. That relationship to me, my familiar relationship, my relationship with my daughter is going to always come first before, like, you know, being embarrassed at school or worrying about what another parent thinks of me or something like that. Like, to me, that is, like, one thing I would do different. I just think my mom's trained, like, like, you know a psychologist, it is like a little bit different of like how the relational work I do. And I think it was just like a different time. Yeah, there's no gentle parenting or anything right out there that- was, They definitely like, didn't have like- yeah. If inst- they didn't have like mom Instagram, Ugh. like influencers teaching them how to like- like self-regulate so they can like be gentle parents and co-regulate with their kids could Like you that, imagine yeah, <laughs> I, yeah could I could imagine. it would be lovely oh my god would that be great maybe <laughs> like about, yeah um. maybe
2: yeah yeah there's like, like such a lack of resources and attention to what being a parent means and how difficult it is especially for women mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah
2: who has been an influential person in each of your lives
0: the Say okay like I literally almost oh,
2: teared okay. up because I like, knew hey, we you were gonna say it too. That's cute. <laughs> to say it. Right? I'm literally tearing up. That's so cute. Are you guys crying? So nice. I am. <laughs> tearing? You are. You, <laughs> you are. Okay, someone else, not each other.
1: I can't help it, but I really think like we have influenced and supported each other in so many yeah. ways, and have gotten through so much together mm-hmm. that it's like the first thing I think of. I know, it's so beautiful. Are you crying now or yeah. it's just me?
0: No, it's, I'm still mm-hmm. crying. But like, it's harder for me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> <It's> so lost. <laughs> it's okay, I don't take, I don't take offense to it. Do you guys ever I'm fight? like, no, it's there. We disagree. We disagree. There's certain things we disagree. There's certain stuff for the business we've disagreed with. For the most part, one of us will give in because neither of us care. That yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm happens. Like, I'm like, all right, give me two reasons why. Jen will sit with me and be like, what would it take? Also, it we, take? Know, okay. we know when we're like disagreeing when, and we just like- we're Two just... weeks ago, Jen sits me down at dinner and she goes, what does it take from you? What do you need for us to grow this more? And I'm like, what? I'm like nothing. There's nothing you can do. And then, like by the end of the meal, we had come up with like three things that I needed, and like, and I'm like, I can be convinced of anything. But like, but that's that is
1: where I think we do a really good job of like supporting each other when we really need it in order to move. Forward because it this is not easy, you know. It's not easy stuff. And we always we say all the time we can never do this alone. Never, never. never.
0: But okay, other people influence us. I mean, we have been so lucky to have so many professional colleagues that oh, we're close yeah. with, right? With Dr. Thomas Wood, huge influence. Oh, yeah. My supervisor, but also Jen gets I get the um, secondary secondary uh influence. <laughs> He's amazing. I think we, we love t- so we have had so many. I think we great take pieces from like a
1: lot of people. Yeah. You know, we'll take and we'll like try things out and see if it works for us. I think one of the, the big things that we try to remember is that we have people who um like inspire us or we find influential, but I think the thing we had to check ourselves with is not comparing ourselves to other yeah. people to be able to like pave our own way and say like we can still do this our way and take like things from different professionals that that we want to, you know, bring into the business. But yeah, I think I think people in general who inspire me are, like, people who, like, are very comfortable in who they are, no matter
0: what they're doing. Natalie, the astrologer. Exactly. Have you ever met anyone who is more? She's just so herself. <laughs> Authentically like, her. like, it's, yeah, it's Who's people... That? Is Natalie she, did the birth charts she's on great. the right. episode. You need yes. to get you need to get yes. us. You need to I get do, you do. do. Yeah, d- Oh, my God. Especially, yes. You're going through just like a little bit of like, in your life, like get a birth chart. Yes. It's very yes. interesting. Get okay. a scene with Natalie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I should do it. But,
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, but it, I will it, say, yeah, we've had amazing supervisors. We've had amazing colleagues, okay, professional and this things. Is, this what? is going to sound so corny,
1: but I really mean it. Like, I think clients. <laughs> oh, my God are so inspiring
0: yeah I I, I agree
1: I like I learn from them all the time all the time like I sit with clients and I'm like holy shit like you are so brave you have done so much and I am so impressed with like the resilience that clients have and I think that has been hugely inspiring Mm
2: -hmm. and the parallels sometimes of your own life and what's happening for you seeing it in your clients it's like weird sometimes yeah mm-hmm.
1: and you see like they get through yeah. really really hard things and that's what once again I, I try to remind myself like no matter what we're going through we're gonna get through it like yeah. there's human beings are incredibly resilient
2: they really are so adaptive We just so adapt adaptive. Mm-hmm. exactly just keep it moving exactly we're gonna do it what's your favorite tv show oh, <laughs> um, Handmaid's Handmaid,
0: Handmaid's Handmaid's Tale. Tale. oh. we're obsessed but yesterday was the season finale.
1: And I don't know so, what we're going to do with our lives after this.
0: this working working what about, moms. Wait, what?
2: What about uh, Yellow Jackets?
1: Yeah. Oh, fuck. It, it, we love that, too. That needs to
0: come back. I love It, I it's is, coming, coming it is coming back. It is coming back soon. I, they are, they're done filming it. Thank God. Um, God. Yellow Jackets. Yellow Jackets, The Wilds. I didn't love season two, but I love the show The Wilds. It's, they canceled it. I know. The Wilds? The, season Wilds two yeah. the Wilds on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Ted. Ted Lasso. Funny as well. Oh my gosh. Ted Lasso. If you want to just feel pure joy, that's watch exactly Ted how... Lasso. Okay. Ted Lasso. The wild. Sure. Yes, I'm Ted just... Lasso. <laughs> I'm, <just laughs> good them
2: to down. Watch, I'm telling you.
0: Okay. <laughs> um, so yes, but but like we I mean We break out on We yet. watch, we both watch Handmaids anywhere from 5 a.m. to up. 8 a.m. on Wednesday mornings. <laughs> Emily will text me at like 7 a.m. and she'll be like, did you watch yet?" And immediately <laughs> call each other a second it's over and then like go through. And I, I'm like, on multiple Handmaid's Tale um, group chats and I listen to a podcast after each episode that it goes that, through It is so everything.
1: symbolic and like the writers so are symbolic. so incredible. The actors, just everything about it were obsessed yeah. with Handmaid's
2: Tale. <laughs> like that show and then... You know, and sometimes Spons when there's up. like a, a long break,
0: you forget, it's so, and it's it is hard. To so get back. long in between it's, their seasons, yeah, it's it's painful. Yes. It is like a year and a painful. half. It is so it is yeah. really at that
2: point, I've like moved on. Yeah, I of course, you watch around. like a million <laughs> shows in between. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> what
2: is your attachment style, or how, what do you bounce back from? How has it evolved? What was it in childhood?
0: Anxious avoidant. Okay. Anxious avoidant. Uh, it bumps more into avoidant. <laughs> Oh, so same. growing up more anxious and now more avoided as an adult. Same. Yeah, oh. yours is similar. It's definitely similar. neither of us are secure. I can tell you that. No,
1: I think we have <laughs> we have time. Who is
0: secure?
2: I well, I think
1: yeah. I I don't. That's the thing about attachment is that like you can't. Right? Does anyone fall like into one no. box? You know, and, like that what was, does it even mean? What does it all even mean? And
2: I don't end? remember if that was my question or someone else. Which, okay,
1: it's all right. It's in, it's
2: important, but but it's it is good, important. You know, it's good to know about yourself. Biggest myth or bad advice you see on the internet? Oh, almost everything was so bad. <laughs> More so relating to therapy. I I know I'm being
1: redundant, but like the quick fixes.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. The quick fixes that everything's that, trauma.
1: Yeah, not everything's uh, trauma. Not
0: everything is fucking trauma. It's not all trauma
1: response. Not a trauma response. I think that like talk therapy will help with everything. Like medication is really important. Sometimes I think that's really
0: important. It's different to types of therapy is also significant. It's not always talk. Not everyone's able to do that. Mm-hmm. And so to think, to, like, have, like, you know, this is better than other things, like, I don't believe that. I, I think, think black-white statements you. in general yeah, yeah. And it's really things. dichotomous thinking. Yeah. There's also, I mean, I also just feel like there's like people, like, I hate, like, sometimes they do like this red flag of the therapist thing. Yeah. Um, oh my sometimes God. I'm like, God, just let therapists be like people for once. Like, I let know. us make mistakes and let us fuck up. Cause it and, ends like, up,
1: it's it, it ends up uh, like villainizing them in some ways. Right. Yeah. But I think that that's clickbait these days that people, people want the black or white thinking because it feels like, okay, if I can think about this very dichotomously, then I can make a decision, I can make an easy decision. It's like, that's the quick fix it feels safer for us for things to be very black and white. Like I can just yeah. figure this out, but unfortunately there's a lot of gray in there and fortunately and unfortunately. And so I, but I think that there's a lot of clickbait in like, this is how it is. And so people make those statements in order to, to get a lot mm-hmm. of that, you know, the likes, the acknowledgement for it. The, And so I think any dichotomous,
2: Something. Internet's a, a wild place. It is. Yeah, it, is. it is. You it really is. gotta watch out if you're not in a good space because Ugh. it can eat you up, and you can yeah. be really convinced that your entire life is wrong, right? All of a sudden, it's right? Like, if you're whoa, feeling, whoa,
1: whoa. if you're yeah. feeling insecure, you're struggling yeah. with something. It's easy to attach yourself to these things and then be hard on yourself. and yeah. So just being aware of,
0: of, like, if you're struggling, just get off the internet. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So and definitely get off social media. And, and we know just, that's hard. <laughs> we know it's hard. But it is not fucking helpful. No. 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 Get outside. Yeah. Oh, yes. What if it's
2: cold, Jess? Put a jacket on. Put a jacket on. <laughs> is regret something normal to experience, or do you think it's only in hindsight
0: that we feel it? I think we feel it all the time.
2: Yeah. There's I think this motto of, like, no regrets. Live life, no regrets. But what the fuck? Don't I mean, if you can do that? that, you go, girl.
0: <laughs> like, if that's actually a thing you can do... But, like, I'm pretty sure, like, you then fall into a diagnosis in the DSM. Like, <laughs> like there's, yeah. you're going to have regrets and yeah. it's going to be okay. And I have a million of that. I'm like, how many regrets do you have? I like, what I wore yesterday.
1: What did you wear yesterday? I don't, I don't know. know. It was it's probably like, amazing. It's just an example.
0: No, but yeah, I think, well, I think
1: it's like the, what's the meaning that we make of regret? <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whoa. Wow. You know, like, because you can think about, I regret this, but it led me to where I am. Mm-hmm. You know, like I made this decision and like, yeah, it could have taken me in a different direction. Like, do I regret going into, um, the fucking moving to New York after college and like going to the business world and being fucking miserable? Like, yeah, that was a really hard time in my life, but I probably wouldn't be here if I you
0: didn't. Did. Well, you wouldn't have been to my class
1: and I wouldn't have been in Emily's class. Cause I'm obviously so much
0: older than her. Yeah. Are you like, really? No, I'm like, a year no, but that's but like it's a, joke, a, it's a fun it? inside not joke exactly. that I'm letting everyone but like, into. <laughs> but, for, but Jen's one year older and we really like to remind her that she's older. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm the um, old ass bitch. I'm the baby. But no, if you didn't go, then we wouldn't have been in this exactly. same graduate And, and class, so then we wouldn't so have had this business. Exactly.
1: So it's like not like, oh, everything happens for a reason. But I think that there you can have both where you're like, I regret this. This was a really horrible time in my life. And also it led me to where I am now that like both
2: things can be true. Everything happens for a reason. That really gets me. You know, it does it? Do you have proof of that? How right. don't all fucking actually know that.
1: And I think that that's like a way that people try to make meaning of like shit yeah. situations. Yeah. Totally. You know, which is okay.
2: Right. We're just out here all trying to survive. We're all, try, all trying to survive here. <laughs> this kind of goes along with the question I asked before, but what is the number one issue you see in our society today as it relates to mental health and the therapeutic space? It doesn't have to be necessarily social media related.
0: Oh, wow. Deep question. Accessibility. Yeah. Yeah. It would probably be accessibility. Accessibility and probably like cultural and understanding competency, right? Like we have too many people that are generalist that don't actually know how to help someone of a different culture or with an eating disorder or like any type of specialty thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that can be something that's difficult. Um I think maybe like an ego that
1: keeps therapists from continuing to learn. Mm. Hmm. Like And I think this comes from like this idea of like therapists being on a pedestal of like we should know everything, but we're human beings and there's people, human beings are so complex. That well, there's so much to learn all the totally. time, and exactly. things
0: change. And I wouldn't even say you said it is an ego thing. I think of it as a um sustainability for clinicians to have enough money to get time to read and rest. Yeah, that's it yeah. I, mean, like, I see it as like if we're paying people, yeah, you know, like fifteen fucking dollars an hour with a master's degree and tons of student loans and um jobs where they don't feel safe. Like yeah. no shit, they don't want to learn more. Right. Of course, I, you just want to like collapse. And... Yeah. So I think like you know, the, and the reality is sense. like therapists aren't taking insurance because the insurance reimbursement is so unbelievably low and we have to give diagnosis and all this other stuff so like it all it all the accessibility it goes around every yeah. portion of it really good question
2: point. yeah what was the biggest most impactful part of your healing journey
0: assuming you have a healing having it having an ego death wow same wow. way getting over my ego yeah i mean especially like when it comes to marriage and relationships and motherhood like being powerless and vulnerable and letting somebody in. I love
2: that.
1: Mine's probably just like expressing myself in general.
2: Just like you tend cool. to not do that? Yeah. Like I Shut was, them.
1: yeah, I was always told like that I was, you know, my feelings were invalid. And so being able to learn that that wasn't true um, and finding my voice, I think was really important. And like, you know, we say healing journey, like it's ended. We're right. still on, still on a healing journey still for the rest it. of our lives.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I'll end with this one. If you could have any guests on Shrink Chicks, who would it be? Anyone. That's <laughs> why it gets be mean to them.
0: Um <laughs> There's people I never have come on shirts sure, to be mean to. <laughs> if you called that me about the like, email? <laughs> yeah. Why did you do that? Johnny Depp. So I can be mean to him. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> to be mean <laughs> to Just don't like everything that happened with
1: I that. have, like, different feelings about, like, why I would want them all. Yeah, like, who comes- Jennifer Lawrence. I just want to talk to her because she oh, sounds I'm going to be friends with fun. someone. That's true, right? Right. But then uh, I'm thinking, like, people I want to, like, understand and analyze. Yeah. Like, Amanda
0: Bynes. Oh, oh, fuck. I would fucking love Amanda Bynes on this show. And just, how you doing, baby? Yeah, like, how you doing? You okay? Yeah. That's a very good one. Isn't that a good one? Okay. I'm like trying to
1: think of who else. I what know everyone, to, so.
0: everyone wants us to say, like, Oprah, renee Brown, but like, it, that's oh. actually not mine. Oh, <laughs> I wasn't Morissette. expecting that. Oh, Alana She's going to be at the
1: psychotherapy networker, and I've never been more excited. That's
0: 100% yours. You love her.
1: She was my first concert.
0: Should we get her on? I
2: feel like it's We're possible. We're working on it. Nikki DeAndre, she didn't answer. It. Really?
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> my <laughs> gosh. I'm going to run out to her. anyone listening, listening knows Alanis, <laughs> some <laughs> into Alanis. Anyone knows said. Alanis. Uh, <laughs> How about you? No, well, yeah, who do you want to have I, on? I, 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 ooh, I
2: don't know. You turned it around. I turned. Yeah, I don't know. There's so many people that I see, like when I'm on social media. I'm like, oh, that person, oh, that person. Send
1: them over to us. And um, if you're listening to this and you want to. Like Robert
2: Green is like the first person that comes to mind, just someone in that. Okay, in that area. Someone like that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Oh, Rob Not Robert. where my head went.
0: Um, mine was like, yeah, who I want to hang out with. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I can see that. Maybe, so Richard, Schwartz, maybe Richard Schwartz yeah. would be really cool. You know what? To have the
1: cool thing about having guests is that like, it gives you an opportunity to talk to people that you never yeah. ever would have talked to. And so it, I, that's another thing that I love about the podcast is that we talked to like Terry real. We had like two conversations with Terry real. When would we ever get that opportunity?
0: Yeah.
2: I thought right, you guys right. were like friends with him. It was a very, we, love each, other.
0: we love each other. Yeah. yeah. I, we I think we're him. friends. We think he thinks we're friends too. I think he does. Yeah. They know. I, th- no, I think we say. all love each other. Yeah.
1: But yeah, I would say, but you know, time will tell. TBD, let us know if they're. Yeah. If anyone has have... a
0: dream guest,
2: Lindsay Lohan. You let us know. Yeah. Lindsay
0: Lohan. That's Man B- oh, Amanda Bynes Man and Lindsay Lohan. Lohan and Britney Spears together. Oh, that would be the best. Britney Spears would be a good one. Britney Spears would be a great one. Yeah.
2: So can I just ask one more? Yes. You yeah. Can. If you had a million dollars, a billion dollars, tomorrow fall on your lap how would your life change how would the business change how would anything you do change on a day-to-day basis if I money would, was if,
0: just no longer we would redo um the waiting room <laughs> <laughs> okay great you, we, vacation. you know oh no we would bar- probably we would buy, definitely we go would, on a vacation we would custom build um if we had a billion dollars i would make us custom build a location Cool, yeah. We would own and build a location to be exactly what we need it to be Yeah, you know, have a shitty landlord. Yeah, That's what yeah. so Billion we dollars is very different than a million, right? Of- if <laughs> I only had a million dollars, then I would, like, take a vacation and yeah. like, put some stuff Billion in. Billion dollars, we could do a lot with that. Like, you know, send my kid to college. Billion dollars, I would custom build all of our offices. Yeah, that would be amazing. From the grounds oh, up God. for exactly what they look like. I would give all of our clinicians like three months paid off Yeah, during the year. Oh, I could go on like it. a clinician retreat. Yeah, I would take everyone like on a big, huge yeah, vacation. Yeah, uh, that'd be so nice. I, my daughter would get to go to college. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be exciting. I would be able to eat out every, my every meal. My daughter would have
2: college fun. <sighs> oh my God, I'd be able to eat out breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Breakfast, yeah. lunch, and dinner. Maybe I would have a chef.
0: Yeah. yeah. We'll
2: see. If you could have a chef or nanny or someone to clean your house every day, you can only pick one, obviously. Unless I would not choose chef. nanny. I know you would not. Right. So <laughs> just
0: chef and I I would choose clean. nanny that was also a housekeeper. I would choose chef. Yeah, you would choose, I would chef. choose chef. I would yeah. choose nanny who's a housekeeper. Can I get that? No. Oh,
2: fuck wow. me. But she's in
0: school, so.
2: Yeah. It's, yeah, it's your guys' your housekeeper. <laughs>
0: housekeeper. <laughs> Same
2: keep my shirt clean please well uh, hey you did a great job you of did an amazing job so much guys job it's been yeah. so fun thanks for having us thank thanks you so much me. for having <laughs> us do you
1: want us to do the outro yeah <laughs> think. <laughs> Thank you. Know so first of all, if you would like to schedule a session with the wonderful Vlada Rollenberg, she has some availability in the Westchester office and virtually uh, you can reach out and fill out a contact form. Thank you so much for listening to Shrink Chicks today. If you thought this was helpful or might be helpful for a friend, I don't know why it would be, <laughs> send it on over. Um, don't forget to rate, review and subscribe and follow on Apple Podcasts. We just opened up a new Philadelphia location. If you're looking for therapy, be in Philadelphia uh, you can reach on out we have a Westchester location and we are seeing clients virtually in Pennsylvania New York New Jersey Delaware Florida Massachusetts California
0: and that is it There's for no now <laughs> and don't forget that to grow yourself gotta know yourself yeah Woo! we'll see you all next week on Trick Chicks